vertical soft care and morphing into the batters. Yes! Welcome back to Break Loose. I am your host, Bianca. I hope that you are doing well, enjoying your, I guess it would be festive season or maybe even beginning of the year. On today's episode, we're going to be extending on the topic of self-care. It's so weird because every, on Instagram and Twitter, my timeline is just filled with self-care based tips, um, posts, ideas. I'm loving it, but it's just so weird that I am, I plan to do this and then now it's just like a plethora of information. Um, I don't know if it's synchronicities or I'm only noticing this now. I don't know. I don't care. I am just loving it. So on the previous episode, we talked about how through mindfulness, we can use compassion as a form of self-care and how that can be beneficial to getting us through harsh times and seasons in our lives. So we're going to be diving in today on what is self-care, why it is so important that we intentionally practice self-care and how we can go about it in our everyday lives. And I guess my little personal journey with self-care. So self-care Google says it's a practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's health. The practice of taking an action, active role in protecting one's well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. Oh, wonderful. I guess you can say that's what self-care is, but it's obviously broader than that. We need to know that self-care is not, it's not a one-shoe-fits-all. It looks different for everyone. Right? My personal journey, and I guess you'd say my conscious journey with self-care because prior to my awakening five years ago I did practice self-care like a a form of self-care you know here's the thing to me and my understanding at the time was that self-care is luxury you know I think it's a a mistake that we make where we don't necessarily think of it as a priority in terms of our mental and emotional aspects so I'm going to go in a little bit of tangent, you know, just flow with me, catch a drift. When I was younger, I struggled seeing or identifying outside of a clique of a group of a family of the sitting. I struggled with being myself. I noticed that when I was myself, you know, when I was authentic, it would, one, repel people and two, make people uncomfortable, which made me uncomfortable you know, where people close to me would project that I was naive, that I was optimistic, that that I was fairy taley, that I was very out there, I guess, for my own good, basically. And because I didn't consciously know that I, this was me, you know, this I was just being myself, I thought, well, then there must be something wrong with me. You know, I've always been very optimistic. If I, you know, I see the good in everything. You know, if life gives me lemons, I finna make everything out of this bitch, okay? I finna make lemon cheesecake, pickled lemon, lemonade, all the works, okay? So I quickly learned to assimilate to my peers, my environment, um, what people want and to be that. You know, seeking validation to fit in, to be liked. 
and it'd be like that when you don't when you don't know yourself right because when you are authentic or you live authentically you be who you want to be right you do you do you you know you do what your spirit calls you to do what other people think say project about you or to you is their problem because you follow your inner guidance and you feel how you want to feel and you are self-validated this is where i'm at right now in my life but for a very 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 long time because for me what this dependency was to to be told who i am and who i am to be what i liked what i didn't like i am what i'm feeling because oftentimes when I did voice my opinion and my feelings, I was gaslit and my feelings were always invalidated. So I strongly relied on external forces to govern my life. I didn't trust myself, my intuition, my thoughts, my ideas. Um, even in high school, you guys, I did not even think about it. Like transitioning into high school, I didn't know what school I was going to go to. I didn't know what I was going to wear. I just lived my life every single day, just living because most decisions were made for me and when I did try to live for me and do things that I want I was always like reprimanded or made to feel stupid or something my life you know it was just I was just living other people's reality just very not main character energy like what I'm getting at is you cannot practice self-care without the self without the self there is no self-care Radically rejecting to let people define you is when you are going to start taking ownership of yourself and of your life. You know, we begin by doing so by practicing and creating boundaries. Boundaries let people know that you're separate from them. In the book Boundaries by Henry Claude and John Townsend, it reads that boundaries define us, what is me and what is not me. They distinguish you from another, therefore creating a sense of ownership. Our beliefs, our values, our desires, our thoughts, our limits, our talents, our choices, you know, all of those things and so much more. But what I found very fascinating is that they say that many clinical psychological symptoms such as depression, anxiety disorders, eating disorders, um, shame, fear, guilt, marital and relational struggles, they find their root in conflicts with boundaries. And that just blew my mind, right? Because the opposite of self is others. So we go beyond, above and beyond to please others. We take responsibility for others. We have the inability to say no to others. And I know for me, the belief that I had no control over my life was an inferiority complex. And it showed up as a young adult in my relationship dynamics, you know, whether platonic or or romantic, via codependency. There was just always something above me. It was just weird, but I was just very sad. Not sad is just such a generic word but I was depressed I just felt very I was just living my life I was not living my life for me you know I felt very unfulfilled very depressed um just sad is such an underwhelming word to use because I don't think I was sad it was just pure depression because of this I just felt like I had to I had to go deep you know the nitty-gritty of why I did the things that I did. And I did that through shadow work. 
Shadow work is a form of self-care, believe it or not, because what you're essentially doing is exploring the depths of your soul. You know, when you when you have an understanding of where some of these insecurities, toxic traits, like codependency, limiting beliefs about love, wealth, um, abundance, and our ability to attract these things, and when we know where our triggers stem from, <laughs> bruh, you have no choice but to morph into the baddest because then you can work with your shadow instead of it working against you. We need to realize our shadow self, exactly, our shadow is an aspect of us. It's not something that we, um, that is apart from us or that is separate from us. It also needs love and illumination. And when we face our shadow, we can understand ourselves. And when we embrace this aspect of ourselves, we live more authentically and we heal, right? The point of life is not to get all coping mechanisms to survive. We have all that we need within us. The love that we want, the joy, the security, the contentment, the peace, the joy, and so much more waiting for us to explore. There's nothing external that will make you feel complete within yourself. So yeah, for me, self-care begins with creating boundaries so you're not overwhelmed and drained from exerting energy into everyone and everything but yourself. And two is shadow work. You know, to know who you are and to better shop for this person, this version of yourself, right? So for me now to have a more fulfilled, peaceful life, um, these things have been so important to me and it also takes discipline and consistency. Room was not built in one day. So every single day, I choose myself, I show up for myself, and I stop giving myself scrapes. Like, what is it to now decide to have a bubble bath and soak yourself in all these salts because you want to relax? But you could have said no to your colleague who has been giving you his workload for the past six months. And you're not saying anything because, well, it's kind of your senior, or I really need this job. Like, what is it to do that? What is it to let other people to work all over you? And then you're going to say, oh, self-care Sunday are not sustainable. They're not sustainable. You will be sad. You will be depressed. You will be... When you live your life for other people, there's no way around you being happy. I have a son, but I do not make him the center of my universe. He can be in my universe, but damn right, it's my universe first, right? Because I need to take care of myself and fill my cup so I can pour into his. Self-care in this aspect can look like refusing to overthink about a situation that you have no control over. Self-care is practicing to stop feeling guilty for choosing peace over other people, right? Self-care is gracefully letting go of a relationship that no longer serves you. You know, allowing yourself the platform to feel and sort through emotions, validating yourself, validating these emotions that you've kept trapped inside in your shadow and think that, oh, you're going to just, like, continue through life, but you haven't sorted out things that are, like, dormant in you. 
self-care is just simply withdrawing to take care of yourself. You are allowed to do that, even if you don't feel worthy of a break. Um, when I used to feel so guilty when I did nothing, where I've already done everything. I'm, even when I moved out, I think I did have that way. I would clean the house, I would cook, and I would, you know, everything is done. Now I can just like relax, do literally nothing, or read a book, or whatever. But I would feel so guilty. Like, even when I'm eating the food that I've cooked for hours, I'm like rushing. Then after I finish eating, I'm going to wash it. Like, bruh. Enjoy the food that you cooked. Like, there's no rush. There is no rush. You know, because I felt that if I'm doing nothing, then I'm lazy. I am unproductive, you know. And that's a conscious belief that is not true. I also saw a post on social media that um, this person was basically saying that um, their trauma didn't make them strong. It turned them into someone who's always anxious and paranoid, doesn't know how to proper, properly relax without feeling guilty. And I was like, bruh, screenshot. Like, same, you know? And it's like, I deserve comfort. I deserve to relax. I deserve to do nothing. I deserve to be pampered by myself, you know? I deserve not to work so hard to get the bare minimum of things, you know? Yeah, I'm strong. I might have been through A, B, C, and D, and I've conquered all of these things, but it doesn't mean that I cannot handle myself like a flower, you know? And I know for me, if I don't get enough sleep, I get grumpy. Or if I don't feed myself during the day, I am short with people in our interactions, right? It's those simple things that I feel like matter. That is self-care. You know, my best means being the best me. You know, to get enough sleep, to take a break when I need to. You know, by listening to my limits. Like, this is, this is enough, I'm going to take a break. There's no point of exerting, exerting, exerting even this false, like, business that we have sometimes, right? My best is when I can take care of myself, right? My best is better when I can take care of myself and when I can show up for myself. That way, everything else gets the, the full me, right? If my cup is full, then I'm able to pour in so many different other cups because my cup is full. And I always need to take the time to fill my cup. You know, self-care allows us to show, up, to show up in our relationships way better and healthy. You know, it is a thing, again, with boundaries where if your friend wants to come to your house and chill every day and you allow them, you haven't said anything, but you kind of feel like it's too much now, you, you don't get enough time to do whatever that you have to do, but you just can't tell your friend to, you know, just not come over. And then now you are... Not resentful necessarily, but you kind of just, you know, are over this whole situation where your friend is coming over to your house. So if you create the boundary that says, hey, please let me know when you want to come over and chill. Or hey, between this time and this time, I have to do A, B, C, and D. So I think we can schedule our meeting for how about Friday? It's about setting up for yourself and saying no when you want to say no and creating boundaries and letting everyone know that you are a separate being from them. Um, and I think when we jump onto this back wagon of 
really radically taking care of ourselves in this manner through, of course, compassion and, you know, mindfulness, we will be happy. We'll be, we'll be happier. But yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. Let me know how this was for you. You can DM me on Instagram, on Twitter. If you think anyone will find this beneficial and valuable, please share it with them. But until next time, ciao.